Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Greetings, traveler. Come warm yourself by the fire and let us regale you with mighty tales, tales of adventure, tales of heroism, tales of Tamriel. I am your host, Jelos, founder of the Dungeon Crawler Network, and with me again is the one, the only, Arkaneer Silvershield. How are you, buddy? Well, I'll say I'm doing good, but I'm not. I know. But I'm good enough to do the show. Yeah, you're a real trooper, man. I know you haven't been feeling good, and you're here doing the show with me, as always. Uh, it's it's really appreciated. Um, for everyone who knows, this is going to be another gameplay episode, uh, but uh, if you're watching the video right now, you might notice there's no gameplay yet up on the screen. Uh, that's because, for some odd reason, it's patching, and it's taking forever to actually do what it needs to do. Um, but as soon as that is done, uh, we'll have some gameplay to show as well. So we'll be streaming that as while we're doing the show. Uh, but before we move on, I got to say that awesome intro music that you just heard was brought to you by the amazingly talented Family Jewels. You can check out uh, that cover, which is the Elder Scrolls medley, as well as all of his amazing video uh, game covers um, over at youtube.com slash jewels 7 I know he did a uh, Breath of the Wild uh, cover, I believe, just recently, and Thais uh, is in love with that, so definitely something that's really cool. Uh, also, a shout-out to our newest Twitch subscriber, um, Obi, Lord Obi himself. He's been a member of our community forever. Awesome guy. Uh, I'm very blessed to get to know him and um, for him to be a fan of our show and for for him to be someone I can call a friend of mine. He's amazing, so we really do appreciate that, Lord Obi. Uh, and of course, if you want to help support the Dungeon Crawler Network, one of the ways you can do that is by, well, subscribing to us over at twitch.tv slash Network. If you have Amazon Prime, you get a Twitch sub for free. You just got to re-up it every month. Um, but uh, that is somewhere how you can support us by just using Amazon Prime. So there you go. All right, Ark, we've got some stuff to go over today, and I guess the first thing we really got to do is hop in to our gameplay. So, what have you been up to recently? 
So, uh, this time I did play some ESO in addition to Morrowind as well, so I'll separate the two, and I'll start with Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, I actually tried the Horns of the Reach DLC dungeon. Okay. Uh, first, I tried them on Veteran with uh, Random. <coughs> oh. Now, obviously, that didn't go well. Mm. Uh, one of the Bloodroot Forge with Randoms on Veteran, we didn't get past the first boss. Uh, then I joined a, a group for Falkreath Hold, which they were already at the last boss, and uh, we couldn't do it, obviously, because every time we get it, get the boss to like 18%, it spawned a lot of ads, and we just couldn't get past that. Then uh, I gave up doing them with randoms, and uh, we got together with the Drunkenborns, mm. and we actually completed the Bloodroot Forge. Now the funny thing about that is, uh, you know, I'm just I was just hanging out as usual, and uh, they said, "Hey, Ark, uh, are you available? Uh, we need your butt." I was like, <laughs> what? Why? Why do you need my butt? Uh, apparently, on the second boss of Bloodroot Forge, uh, the boss does this fire gazer attack. It drops a fire gazer on the um, on the ground, and if you don't plug it with as a tank, it kills pretty much everyone. Okay. So. It, <laughs> So that's that's what I was needed for. Uh, they needed me my butt uh, to plug the fire gazer, <laughs> which went all, which went all right. And now I call myself the Stalrim butt. I have the title, claimed it. Okay. All right. Yep. All right. Uh, thank so, you so much for the follow, by the way. I appreciate that. We got a new follower, so appreciate it. That's what that sound was, if you heard it. Someone yeah, actually yeah, I, said I should use the uh, the gasp from uh, Balinor in our chat when he fell in Guild Wars 2. So as soon as someone get me an audio <laughs> file of that, I think it's a clip right now, so you can hear his gasp. First person to send me a clip of that, like the audio file, I will love you forever, just FYI. <laughs> also, Zealot says, Watch Dark playing the new PvP zone was entertaining because he couldn't get the ball. Yes, so I also did... I, I did this, this was actually not in the notes, and I was forgetting it. Uh, I okay. actually did the Battlegrounds, new Battlegrounds as well. Uh... <laughs> The Arcane University, to my surprise, isn't symmetrical like every other battleground map. It's uh, completely asymmetrical, and that's—I don't know what how I feel about that, but I guess it's good. I'm not sure. I'm actually kind of curious what PVPers think about that because yeah. a lot of lot of the complaint, like this, is going back to like World of Warcraft days. Uh, one of their big battlegrounds, Alteric Valley, the way it was designed, it was asymmetrical. Like, because it, it was actually, you know, the, you know, the number crunchers and everything like that looked at it and said, listen, Alliance has a clear advantage just based on how they're set up, you know, like, uh, and, you know, if it wasn't for the awesomeness that was the Horde, we probably would have lost a lot of battlegrounds. But, you know, that was still a level of um, PVPers didn't like doing that battleground because if anyone was playing Alliance, they had an advantage over the other side. So a lot of the people who were into the real competitive styles mm -hmm. never touched that battleground because of its asymmetrical nature. I mean, I didn't realize much, you know, I mean, it, like this adventure, adventure, advantage thing, but it might be a problem in Capture the Relic. I didn't play, like, didn't uh, appear. Capture the Flag didn't happen on Arcane University for me since it's random, <coughs> but 
it might be a problem because some places are easier to access than others. Like mm. the purple, I'm looking at the map now, and the purple's flag is right on open, while the green flag is covered in ruins and things like that. So, I don't know, yeah. Might be fun. Uh, might might not be a problem. But, as you said, the PvPers, I guess, more solid idea about it. Yeah, they'll they'll make the decision... Um, but you'll start you'll start seeing complaints on the PvP forums if it is a problem. Like if one side has an advantage. Now, obviously, unlike the anecdotal story that I gave you about the Horde versus the Alliance, it was always set that way. Um, but with these battlegrounds, you know, even if one team spawns there, whether it's like the Pit Lords or whatever the case may be, it's random what team you get on. So, I mean, yeah. it's unfair in turn, but it's kind of one of those things where it's like, if I get a bad team, like the worst place team, we're automatically at a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and, I, and I'm and i remiss. I'm sorry to interrupt your story here, Art. Uh, first off, I apologize for the coughing. Allergy season is once again upon me. So I've been fighting this for a few days. Took some medicine. Starting to feel a little better, but I'm still getting a little bit of cough. Second, I didn't say hi to the chat room, and they're being super active tonight. So thank you so much, chat room. So hello. You guys are awesome. Thank you for coming out on this uh, Friday night, which is also, this is the other thing I forgot to announce. This is going to be our new uh, start time for Tales of Tamriel. Uh, We're going to be recording on Friday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern-ish. And I say ish because, you know, I don't think we've ever started a show on time. Um, <laughs> I don't. Maybe I don't. We're we're kind of I mean, in the point. Yeah, we're kind of in it the will general be four a.m. for so. Well, it's expect that we'll get delayed at night. Yeah, it, it <laughs> aim for somewhere in that time. It won't be before most likely, but it'll probably be a few minutes <laughs> after. So, <clears throat> I wanted to shout that out as well. So we we move some things around. Uh, overall, this is you know Arc's time. I feel bad for Arc. But I mean, what were you were recording our other show was what time anyway? It was not much. It was like one a.m. It was one a.m. One a.m. Yeah, and so it's not too different. Yeah, not not too different one way or the other. Yeah. But this is actually something that is a little bit more beneficial for myself uh, because that puts all my podcasting during the week and gives my weekend some free time, which uh, is definitely needed for de stress and things like that. Because. I've really been kind of running myself ragged of late, so it is much appreciated. So thank you so much, uh, Ark. Back to you, man. Yeah. <laughs> right. So that was uh, like the new Horns of the Reach DLC stuff. Uh, <coughs> other than that, I got back into role playing. Uh, okay. We did some like a quick session to get our characters to know each other within the Drunkenborn, as uh, everyone the RP. Okay, so and, this is uh, Drunkenborn who's doing this now, right? No? Not really. I mean, oh, okay, just, just some people. Yeah, I mean, uh, wait, which one? The RP, the roleplay? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we, there there are two different roleplay uh, that I did. Oh, okay, uh, okay. One was with the Drunkenborns uh, to get our characters to know each other. And, you know, we had some people that was new to that were new to the uh, roleplaying. So, mm. You know, to get them introduced into the thing and, you know, how it works, things like that. Absolutely. And then the other... A new project from one of the role-playing veterans in European side, a Clans of Skyrim project. Uh, they bought the Falkreath Hall and uh, turned it into a public meet hall <coughs> for everyone. And they held an event there uh, mm-hmm. 
for you know the celebration of Falkreath Hall being renewed and things like something like that. And we were like twelve Nords sitting around the table just drinking and telling tales and things like that. It was awesome. That's so. Someone actually, how is the how is that looking? Because you and I, we both love that house, but we love the house because of the location, not necessarily for any other reason. Because of all the halls they could have picked, they picked the one that's the Mages Guild within yeah. uh, the Rift. Like, like if you haven't seen it, like. You could go to the Riften and go into the Mages Guild, and it's just this big round hall. I don't know why they didn't use the actual Jarl's Hall, or even, yep. uh, it's not Fort Virak, it, but I think maybe it is. It's in, uh, it's in the Rift again, um, and it's in the far southeastern corner, just where oh, the Rift I enters. I know that castle. Uh, I don't remember the name, but that was our... That was my first role-playing guild's keep. Uh, what's the name? It starts with F. But I, I'm drawing a blank. All I remember specifically is like undead were attacking it at the time. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, it's something keep, but I don't remember the name. Yeah, but, but yeah, the... I mean that also has a, like a Jarl Tane style. Mm-hmm. You got that front entryway, like everyone has. But then when you mm-hmm. walk in a little further, it has like those. Uh, I don't want to say spiral staircases because it's not really a spiral, but you know the staircases that go up into this one big yep. hall where you could have whatever you wanted—a throne room, a whatever. But also, when you got up, then from up there, you had two rooms, you know, in the back, and then you could go down underneath the stairs, and then there was a back hall too. So you can make yep. a kitchen, you can make all manner of things, and that layout was so nice. If that was the layout, oh my goodness, I'd be all over it. But yeah, but here's the thing. Like after seeing what uh, they did with mm-hmm. the hall uh, turning into a public meat hall, I'm actually uh, not upset anymore that they designed really? it that way. Because uh, here's what they did: uh, you obviously get out of the crypts, uh, the burrows underneath, which mm-hmm. uh, in role play we just disregard. We act like we actually came through Falkreath door. Uh, yeah. Uh, the first, you know, the courtyard, they turned into a marketplace, a huge marketplace. And then at the backside, they turned into barracks and, you know, uh, obstacles that you can throw axes and whatnot. Okay. Then we have this, like, stage <coughs> with um, tapestries, banner, packed banners, and, uh, you know, chairs set up in a way that, you know, you would watch a theater or a bard or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And inside the hall, there is so much room for tables and stuff like that. Like It's actually a hall. Uh, they put a fire in the middle, and then there are tables all around. It's it's beautiful. Like I could actually log in and send you a screenshot after or during the show. Well, if, actually, if you wanted oh, wow. to do that during the show, absolutely. I mean, while I'm waiting for the game to patch, if you send me a screenshot, I'll bring it up on the screen. So oh, I'd okay. really be... Logging right away now. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and do that while you're doing your tales and stuff because yeah i'll bring it up on because i'm curious i want to see what people can do with this place because it it we already talked about we've wanted the nord uh manor size houses but it's just i i can't in my own vision like one thing i thought of doing was because you can go upstairs 
there's actually a door that takes you up in that on at least on one side if there was a way to build almost like a roof or something to make it like mm-hmm. a first and a second floor maybe it wouldn't be so bad i mean there's a lot of room you know like I mean, there's if you look at the hall from the outside like you can see the towers and things which there should be rooms but they just didn't add them because probably the asset asset they used obviously don't has it so and I, I, mean, mean, I guess it's a missed opportunity. There is that underground area too, because like right in the hall, there's that that trap door that leads downstairs into, you know, you could make it whatever you wanted. Like I I imagined it to be like a larder or a kitchen, right? Like under you know, like where you would store if you wanted to make it like a house, right? Like you wouldn't have your kitchen, you know, upstairs in most cases. Those especially in a manor, you'd have servants and stuff working for you, so you'd have that down somewhere else or away. Uh, and that could have been, you know, something you could have built, but, you know, at the same time. Yeah, then again, I wouldn't put my kitchen in an ancient Nordic crib. <laughs> yeah, right. You are cooking there, and the dragor just happens to be standing nearby. Well, you would think for a health hazard, you'd <laughs> remove the bodies, maybe. You never know. It's it's it goes deep. Yeah, it does. Maybe you didn't get all the bodies. Oh. <laughs> Okay. All so right. yeah, well, I'll get the screenshot. Uh, yeah, no, that's fine. I'll move on to Morrowind. Okay. Because of course I've been playing Morrowind as well. Now mm-hmm. it's been a while since I wrote these down, so the memory is a bit vague. But I'll. Yeah. Well, we didn't have a show last week, so yeah, yeah. I, I understand. So I'm still doing these uh, quests for Caius, and every now and then uh, he says, basically, level up and get back. He does this in a, you know, immersive way, but that's what he says. Go ahead, level up, and get back. And when he does that, I go, I go to the Mages Guild and try to improve my rank. Uh, and I, so I did. Wait, yeah, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I got to take you back here. Is this okay. a new character or... Like, no, same character. Okay. Like, I'm just... Okay, so you're going for the Mages Guild and stuff like that. You've been working on that. Did they add new Mages Guild ranks, or does it still cap out at 10 or whatever? And you, this, you just haven't done it on your EU character. Like, is that the... Uh, no, I mean, I mean in Morrowind, not... Yeah, you know, you're saying about Mages Guild, going to the Mages Guild. So, sorry, I was sitting there trying to think, like, well... <laughs> okay, never mind. Continue. I was trying to wrap my head around it. it. Yeah, this is the Mages Guild in Morrowind. Like, Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowind. The... <gasps> Oh, I yeah. Not, not, I not Elder see. Online okay, all, all right. I got you. So Morrowind. Okay, I see the Still separating Morrowind. now. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. A bit of miscom- miscommunication. Yeah. Sorry. I I <laughs> Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind. I'm sitting there yeah. going, "You're max level." Did they add new ranks? Like, why would he be telling? The, the okay. <laughs> all right. All right. I I got you. Uh, so yeah, um, Caius, the Imperial Spymaster that gives you quests in uh, Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowind, mm-hmm. requires you to level up every now and then before he gives you further quests. And I do that mainly by um, going to Elder uh, the Mage's Guild. Now, what I did until that this point in Mage's Guild was like, uh, grab these you know, alchemy materials, help this Khajiit, and things like that. Also, by the way, the full hall right now is like the in-game time is night, so it's not very visible. But 
I'll send you a screenshot regardless. Oh yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but this time, like, I go, I rank up, and I actually take a quest from this other, like, the ranking officer or whatever in mages, and she says, uh, "There's this mage that has debt to the guild, like the guild dues or whatever it's called, and it's like two thousand sept. Uh, go find her, ask her to pay." And if not, kill her. I'm like, what? Like, um, <laughs> what, what happened to being scholars and things like that? Like, but I mean, then I think, okay, it's adept. So, okay, why not? Um, I go to go, go ahead, find that mage. Um, try to kill her. Well, actually, I first, first I um, ask her to pay. And she goes like, you pay for me if you want it so much. And I'm like, what the hell? And why would I do that? Like, it's not my debt, it's yours. And she refuses to pay. So I try to kill her. She turns out to have some Daedric friends in there and things like that. Of course she but, would. Um, <laughs> yeah. I end up spending a lot of potions, <laughs> scrolls, and things like that. And eventually she died. I okay. go back to the group. Uh, you know, turn in the quest. And this time she says, uh, there is this ex-Talvani mage. Try to convince him to join the guild. If not, kill him. I'm like, are you sure? Like this is this is not going somewhere good. Because I've been killing people for mages. Then again, but you know, I need to level up and um I don't really care about an ex Talvan mage. So uh, I go ahead and try to convince him too. And of course he doesn't care because my personality is like thirty and no one likes me. <laughs> yeah. So uh I kill him too. <clears throat> And at this point, I'm like, I joined Mages Guild to become a scholar or, you know, learn. I'm not, I turned into a cutthroat for the Mages Guild. I'm, I'm murdering all over the place. Anyway, uh, I take another quest. This time, uh, apparently there's an Altmer that needs to go to Pelagiad. And uh, this mage that has been giving me orders to murder people says, I don't, uh, you need to escort him. But I don't care if he makes it or not. I just want his note. Now, at this point, like, what is your problem with people? Why do you hate everyone so much? Uh, of course, you know, I take the quest as well. I try to uh, escort that guy to Pelagiat. In the process, he almost kills me, which is AoE spell. Apparently, he doesn't really need escorting. Uh, but it is what it is. Yeah. I do that too. On the road there, I see this woman. I think it's a Breton. I'm not sure. And she's like, have you seen a bandit around? I'm like, no, I haven't seen that. Well, uh, you need to find him. Because apparently she fell in love with this bandit that robbed. Now, I'm thinking, uh, you know, this is getting weird. But then again, why not? Like, a bit of matchmaking in Morrowind. That could... that. Wouldn't hurt anyone. I go ahead, find this bandit, and he's like, oh, she likes me? Okay, uh, give her this note. <laughs> which I do. And, you know, just being a wingman. Uh, oh, yeah. Morrowind. Yeah? Yeah. And uh, in return, she says, like, oh, you you are a wonderful person, and I have a wonderful friend. Uh, she is beautiful, and she is in Tel Arun. You should go say hi. <gasps> and I'm like, okay, all okay. right, why not? The problem is, I can't get to Tel Arun. <laughs> I have no idea where Tel Arud is. <clears throat> okay. I tried getting there. 
I jumped from Silt Strider to Silt Strider, but uh, there's so no far, Silt Strider. Been... Yeah, it takes you to Telerune, I don't believe. Yeah, so far I haven't been able to get to Telerune, so um, that's waiting. I guess you're uh... hoping that she's uh, attractive too, because you know it's it's the friend mentality of oh yeah, she's she's very attractive, but you know you should see my friend, she's the best, and then you get to her and she's like no. Oh, I got st- oh I I just got luck. In uh, a cage in the RP hall. I was jumping around. I jumped on a cage. And the collision didn't happen. And I'm now stuck inside <laughs> now the cage. Now you're stuck inside the cage. Yeah. Um, what the hell? Well, I have I those three images. from Discord, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have them ready to go if you're ready to talk about them. Uh, sure, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, okay. Um, so I'm going to bring up the first one here. On the, This is the uh, the Fulcreth hold. Um uh, it's the very first image you sent me. I'm going to go in order that you sent okay. them to me. So it's, uh, you know, of course, That's this is nighttime. Courtyard. This is the courtyard. Yeah. Okay. In a marketplace kind of way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got your tents. and. Yep. Um, there isn't much to it. Uh, really. No, but it, it, it provides it's a little basic. bit of style because mm-hmm. it's a role play hall. So, you know, you yeah. have your, they made that. Okay. Um, let me pull up the next image here. Uh, next image, of course, is going to be the outside again. So there we go. Um, and that's the stage. Okay. Oh, so you made, they made, this has been made, right? Like this is mm-hmm. not part of, okay. So they made a stage. Yeah. I see they got the flat or the, the boat of Ysimir in the background hanging out. Okay. Some benches. That looks pretty neat. Okay. Yep. So this will be where the celebrations and things like that will happen. Okay. And of course the third the- image is the inside. Yes, I was actually really impressed by this one. Like the the way they now that fire pit, that was mm-hmm. built right, and you have yep, all that's okay. Built. See now, this is the one thing that that was kind of a big thing for me. Like in this hall, like this is a they did a pretty good. Now they made this that big hall in the center that looks really nice, and I like how they made the big table in the background that looks really awesome. You know, like the 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 Lord's table, if you will, yep. that faces out. That is really really cool. I'm glad they did that. Um, now, if you look up here to the upper, like if you're looking at the thing now, it's on the upper uh, right hand side. Um, you'll see that little balcony, right? Like you can get up yep. to that balcony. You can't get up to the other one. Um, tell me, Ark, can you make flooring that looks like the boards here? Like because. I know I could make some basic flooring, but it doesn't match the boards. Because my thought was, what if I could close off the roof, right? Like, kind of close that out, like add flooring across Ooh. there, and then build that into one big room. You can do that, but yeah, the flooring is a problem. Like, you can use planks. Yeah, planks... all the planks look like rough planks. It's just like, it would be so yeah. off-putting. If you could get planks or boards that would look like the the wood floor right there, you could, in theory, build a second floor hall or something along those lines where then you could... What you could potentially do is cover it up with the planks, then cover the planks up with the um, carpets. Now, it wouldn't look as good, obviously. Well, from the bottom, though, you'd still have that plank look. That's kind of the problem. Uh, Cover it from the bottom as well. I guess you could make it almost like, like a, a carpet-covered roof kind uh, of thing. Okay. I mean, it's just a workaround, but... The whole roof, very yeah. clever. Yeah, because you can get up to that one side. 
Now, here's a question for you, and I don't know, like, I've never tried this with the housing, but, like, see, there's those, there's already those banisters. Can you remove those banisters? Are they just permanent? Like, you can't do anything what? with those. The banisters. Like, you see the, the, ban- the, the railing, whatever, we call them banisters, but the uh, railing. Yeah, uh, no. You can't remove they're, that? They're static. Yeah, because if you could have removed those just to make it flat, that would be pretty nice. But that was my thought about this hall. I'm like, the only way I could really make it is even if I only took up half of it with planks or whatever just to make a bigger room up top and then add more railing across it so it looks down mm-hmm. over the halls. I think that would look really neat, and it would provide access to those two upstairs sections um, and, and kind of separate the house a bit. But, yeah, that... It's still the fact that we have to do this for this hall. Like they did a really good job with this hall, but we had talked about it before. It's like, so where are the living chambers? Like you, you yeah. guys are role playing it just as a, a hall, um, and it's actually funny. I just turned the screenshot off, and it showed the one of the halls that would have been great, uh, Fallowstone Hall in the very top of the rift where the companion guys are. Yeah, yeah. that would have been another yeah. great hall, you know, to use, but. Yeah, it is what it is, I guess. Yeah, it is. It is what it is, as you said. I know, I mean, it but works it, and it's it's nice, but uh, yeah, but for three point eight no million gold, I, that's my problem because I'll pay gold, you know, for this thing. But I don't know if I want to waste the gold on a layout that I'm not real fond of in the first place. You know, yeah, I mean, uh, unless you are you have a use for it, like the clans of Skyrim do. Yeah. Uh, like this this is the guild hall this will be the guild hall for like multiple role playing guilds yeah like uh, so that it's it's a nordic public place for the entire skyrim role play community or something like that at least uh, that's what i got from reading the uh, project but also by the way if you're interested you can go ahead and check the project and details at stormhavenrp dot com or engine or something like that just type stormhaven rp on google and it should pop up yeah no i i definitely agree like like you said um it works for this but like in my eyes like trying to make like a manner that you know my character will quote unquote live in mm-hmm. it's just not a layout yeah. that i would use and it's just you know what i mean it just doesn't feel right yep. in that in that level so all right anything else arc uh, right. Where are my notes? So, I was being wingman. I talked about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I found this other guy, uh, which I'm going to be a wingman for as well, which I just didn't start the quest yet. This is a mage in Aldrun, I believe. I, I'm not sure. And he's like all shocked and all panicking and something like that. So I think, okay, what's up? And he goes, uh, I built an airship. And uh, hired some mercenaries, but they didn't come back. Uh, and apparently the dude heard about this charm necklace, which woman can't resist. <laughs> okay. And he's so desperate, he built an airship <clears throat> out of Dwemer's scraps, hired mercenaries, traveled to Solstheim, and to retrieve that necklace. But uh, they didn't return, and they didn't send any, like, message or anything, uh, so yeah. he doesn't know what happened, and he's panicking. Okay. And he's upset. So I'm going to help that guy as well, because poor guy, he's, he, he worked so hard <laughs> for that amulet. 
And he deserves it at he, this point. He, de he deserves he the He built animal. an airship okay. from scrap. So I mean, that, that, if, if that doesn't deserve an amulet like that, I don't know what does. You know, you got a point. You, you definitely yeah. got a point. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going for the best wingman title in Morrowind. That's you definitely that you should yeah, have. I, that I don't title. care about Nerevarines and things like that. I'm I'm going to become the best. That's my aim. <laughs> that's 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 my goal is to become the <laughs> best. I got you. That's that's awesome, man. Yeah. That's cool. As for the last, I did all these side quests and things like that. I leveled up. Caius gave me a quest. He explained that I might be Nerevarine and whatnot, things like that. And he said that, you know, Ashlanders would know this best at the Ushlaku camp. Uh, go ahead and talk to them. I go through all this trouble of finding these guys. I find them. And no one wants to talk to me. Like, I go to everyone and they are like, okay, uh, the wise woman wouldn't talk to you if she didn't summon for you. I'm like, okay. So I found the wise woman tent and enter it anyway. So nobody stops me. That's weird. I try to talk to the wise woman. And of course, she doesn't like me yet. Yeah. So I click on the, you know, thoughtful gift option. Okay. Because previous Ashlanders taught me that uh, Ashlanders care about thoughtful gift, something that uh, they would value, something that show you would care about. And at this point, I'm thinking this is an Ashlander wise woman. So she'll probably ask something like, you know, spiritual or, you know, uh, a book, maybe something. She asked for gold. <laughs> she straight up asked for gold that's awesome is, I mean I was expecting a quest and she's like yeah I like gold <laughs> I think you outsiders call it bribe I'm like hell yeah we do that's bribe <laughs> anyway, I pay her 200 gold to talk to me I'm like okay it doesn't matter she talks to me and I have to go to talk to Ashkan I go to Ashkan, uh, they don't let me in. I have to talk to Ashkan's um, champion first. He doesn't talk to me either. I say thoughtful gift. What does he want? Gold. <laughs> I pay him as well. I go to the Ashkan, like the warrior. Like the Ashkan are warriors. Like yep. the main warrior guy yep. of the tribe. I'm like, thoughtful gift. What do you want? What does he want? Gold. He wants gold as well. This entire Ashlander camp, who lives nowhere near a possible place to actually spend that gold. <laughs> and all of them are hungry for it. They're like, we want gold. That's like the previous Ashlander I met liked poetry. And I got him a poetry book. Like, that's, that's a thoughtful gift. Yeah. But the rest of this entire Urshulaku camp is like, give us gold. That's what we like. And that destroyed my entire vision of Ash. I was expecting, like, you know, cultural people valuing things like useful things or, you know, meaningful, meaningful things over gold. And uh, no, they're just greedy Ashlanders. They're just, they're just greedy Dunmers. That's it. That's the <laughs> Ashlander. Nothing exceptional. To oh, man. That's funny, man. That is really funny. That entire trip cost me 500 <coughs> gold. 500 gold just to talk to like three people. That shouldn't happen. People yeah. kill you for 500 gold. Not talk. But yeah, I hate Ashlander. That's awesome story. <laughs> that's, that's, it. that's it from me. That's I'm it. I'm angry now. 
that you're angry. <laughs> it's worked out. I, I'm having flashbacks. Flashbacks nice. of just giving gold, hundred at a time. Hundred at a time. Wow. Uh, and yeah. it's hard hard to get gold in that game too. So I mean, any rare that you got, it's like. Uh. Thankfully, thankfully, every time I rest, like almost every time I rest, a Dark Brotherhood assassin come up and attack me. Oh, okay. And his armor sells for a lot. Like, yeah, I've been does. I've been living off of Dark Brotherhood dead, dead Dark Brotherhood. Nice. That's my main income. <laughs> nice. I like it. All right. Um. So that that's the end of your tales, then, huh? Yep. That's All right. The- well, my throat's starting to get a little raw, so I'm going to skip Tales from me this week. Only because uh, what I've mostly been doing is the Elder Scrolls Legends. So I've been playing that. But I really wanted to get into that discussion a little bit. But I don't quite have the t- uh, the throat for it right now. Yeah. So make, um, make, make your throat as, Use your throat as an excuse. But we all know you've been playing Guild Wars. Well, no, that we too. But yeah, no. <laughs> Um, but, you know, I've been playing Legends a lot, and I've been saving to try to get the Dark Brotherhood expansion, because uh, mm-hmm. it's like 2,000 gold or whatever, and I ended up buying a pack, the Alduin's Rage pack or something like that, and I've been playing that card set, <laughs> that's been happening, mm-hmm. I've had a lot of fun with that, so, uh, yeah, I'll talk about that next week, but I also want to do my reading. By the reading. way, we can apparently duel in Test Legends on mobile as well. Uh, oh, Lotus we of Doom sent me a Twitter message, which I forgot to reply I'll do oh. that after the show. He said we can actually do it. Oh, cool! So we should we can try. It's probably it will work if we are both online at the same time. So we can try it. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely give that a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually have an email too, which I'm going to read that first before we get into news because I thought I thought this might make you might might be interesting. So uh, we have Zephin here. We all know Zephin. Zephin's awesome. Subject is Marwin gameplay. It's very short and to the point, but Zephyr says, Arcaneer's Morrowind gameplay on episode 151 has to be one of my favorite moments in Tales history. <laughs> I can't wait to hear more. Keep up the great work. So now you, you've helped him with your best wingman in Morrowind. So congratulations. <laughs> uh, P.S. Arcaneer's tank does not beat Sexplar. Wait, even Zephyr said that? No, actually, oh, he, he said Arcaneer's tank beat Sexplar, but I figured it was a uh, mistype, so I corrected not, it for him. <laughs> do not change people's mail, Zach. I, all that's I'm saying you. is, that's I'm sure, it, I'm sure it was a mistype. We all know, we all know, <laughs> Zephyr is a solid tank, probably even better than me, and he acknowledged that my tank works better than yours and that's the I end think of discussion i'm still sticking with uh, i'm i'm sticking and with Zephin it <laughs> Zephin even has a templar tank yeah. but not your puny useless <laughs> he uses at least he used to use a sword and shield tank we all make templar, mistakes but well yeah. he's 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 a lot we Just all, accept it. We all make it's mistakes, confirmed. Ark. Confirmed by Zephyr. Well, I'm, I'm sure it was just a mistype, you know. Autocorrect doesn't work with Gmail. Nope. It makes sense, so it's fine. Nope. It's just, fine. Beca- just because you you get to write the mails to the show notes doesn't mean <laughs> you can change them. Uh-huh. All right. All right. So we got a couple quick to mentions for news. But before we do that, we also have to say... If you want to support Dungeon Crawler Network, on top of Twitch, we do have a Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash Dungeon Crawler Network. Um, that is, we are 100% funded by you, the people, either through Twitch or via Patreon. So if you 
uh, care to support the show, head on over patreon.com slash Network, and for as little as a dollar a month, you get entered into our monthly giveaways because we do stuff for patrons on the giveaway there, uh, as well as getting all of our shows up to 24 hours, actually at least 24 hours early in almost every case. Uh, so definitely check that out, sometimes even longer. Uh, and like I said, that e- even a dollar a month helps support everything we do here, and we really do appreciate it. So thank you so much. Uh, as well as all of our patrons that we have out there who have continued to support us month after month for actually many years now. There's a couple of you guys who are breaking the, I think, two-year mark here in the next couple months. So that that's amazing, and I really do appreciate it. Uh, first off, Horns of the Reach is now out. Obviously, as you know from our Tales section, as Ark said, the Horns of the Reach is now out for PC and Mac mega servers. Uh, And also coming to consoles, which if you're listening to this on podcast form, uh, will probably either be the day before or the day you're listening to it. Because it's August 29th it will come out for consoles. So you guys will get to experience this as well as check out the house and all that other fun stuff. Um, We also have an ESO sale going on as part of their annual QuakeCon event. Crowns are on sale up until the 28th. So again, if you're listening to this live, the sale is still going on. You get up to 40% off on Crowns. Um, So you can stock up now if that's something that you desire. Uh, finally, Not just crowns, by, oh. but the game and uh, Morrowind oh, yeah. upgrade is also on sale. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, I think I saw if a PSA. A friend, just oh, go ahead. Uh, if you if you have a friend that wants to start or something like that, it's it's time to do so. Yeah, I, base I, game is quite cheap. It's like less than a ten bucks. I think it's ten bucks. Yeah, that's what I was seeing. Like you can get it for ten dollars US. So I mean that's. Uh... That that's pretty good, pretty darn good if you ask me. Uh, to follow up with that sale, just not just ESO related, but the actual Bethesda store that has all the physical swag, all the way through August twenty eighth. Uh, we are recording on the twenty fifth, and I will definitely have this out uh, before the twenty eighth. So you still got a little bit of time to save up to twenty percent on almost oh my goodness, so much stuff on the Bethesda store. Yeah. Um, if you're watching this show and you're really into ESO, you may consider picking up the Elder Scrolls Online Tales of Tamriel. Yes, they stole our name, Volume 2, <laughs> The Lore. That is on sale for $28 US. You can get The Land as well, which is Volume 1. Uh, normally 35 bucks, but you can get it for 28 now. So I got to say, those books are gorgeous. I don't even have oh, The yeah. Lore yet, but I have The Land. Yep. And oh my God, it's such a beautiful Same book. Here. Oh, it's so I, I I'm actually like I can't even open the thing because I fear that like I would scratch it or yeah. drop it or something. I just keep it locked up in a glass cabinet, like yeah, and not touching it. It's nice. It's got like it's not a leather cape, but it's like a faux leather. So when you're feeling it, it feels like a leather book. It's it's really yeah. really nice, gorgeous. and they the it's illustrations gorgeous. are gorgeous. If I were to recommend anything off of the Bethesda store, it would be this. Like I I for twenty eight bucks, if you love the Elder Scrolls, especially Elder Scrolls Online, oh, they're just beautiful books. Absolutely beautiful. So uh definitely if that's something that interests you, check that out. I would also recommend the Ouroboros wallet. Mm. Yeah. I've been using it for three years and 
still not damaged, and I like it. I like it a lot. Fair. No one recognized it yet. I had hopes. No one... <laughs> you had hopes. I was hopes. hoping someone would go, oh, you play Elder Scrolls Online, here's a discount. Dead. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> no, one, no one would have done that yet. Um, but yeah, that's something else there. So definitely check those out. I mean, that's kind of what we got for news for this week. Not a whole lot, but still, you know, pretty cool. Um, now comes the fun part. The reason why I was saving my voice is because it's time for the 36 lessons of Vivek. That's right, Sermon 9. We are up to Sermon 9. Now, this is a fun one because remember last week when we did Sermon 8, it was almost like a prophetic book talking about the war with the northern men. Well, this one, that war has now finally come to the lands of the Indorel. And uh, we're going to go ahead and pick up right where we left off with 36 Lessons of Vivek, Sermon 9. Then came the war with the northern men, where Vivek did guide the Hortator into swift and tricky union with the Dwemer. The greatest demon chieftains of the frigid west were those listed below, five in unholy number. Hoga, the mouth of mud, who appeared as a great bearded king, had the powers of marshalling and breathing the earth. On the battlefields, this demon would often be seen on the sidelines, eating the soil. When his men fell, Hoga would fill their bodies back with it, whereupon they would rise again and fight, albeit slower. He had a secret name, Fenja, and destroyed 17 Chimeri villages and two Dwenmeri strongholds before being turned away. Shemua, the running hunger, who appeared as a mounted soldier with full helm, had the powers of heart-roaring and of sky-sickening. He ate the Chimeri hero, dress Kuzumate, sending the spirit back to the Hortator as an assassin, sometimes called the First Blighter. Shamua could give clouds stomach aches and turn the rain of Veloth into bile. He destroyed six Chimeri villages before he was slain by Vivek and the Hortator. Bahag the Two-Tongued, who appeared as a great-bearded king, had the powers of surety and form change. His raiders were small in number, but ran amok in the western hinterlands, killing many Velothi trappers and scouts. He fell in a great debate with Vivek. For the warrior poet alone could understand the northern man's two-layered speech through Om Selvi had to, had to remain invisible during the argument. Bafok, made of the plains, who appeared as a winged human with lick-encrusted spear, had the powers of Event Dumont. Battles fought against her would always end in victory for Barfok because she could stand, shape outcomes by singing. Four Chimeri villages and two more Dwemeri strongholds were destroyed by her decision enforcement. Vivek had to stuff her mouth with his milk finger to keep her from singing Veloth into ruin. Ysmir, the dragon of the north, who always appears as a great bearded king, had powers innumerable and echoing. He was grim and dark and most silent of the invading chieftains, though when he spoke, villages were uplifted and thrown into the sea. The Hortator fought him unarmed, grabbing the dragon's roars by 
by hand until Ysimir's power throat bled. These roars were given to Vivek to bind into ebony listening frame, which the warrior poet placed on Ysimir's face and ears to drive him mad and drive him away. The coming forth and driving away brings all things around. What I shall say next is unpleasant to record. Hermamora Altadun, Aya Altadun. The ending of the words is Am Salvi. All right. 36 Lessons of Avec, Sermon 9. Um, so clearly, uh, there. this is more of a historical account um, of, of the war with the northern men when the obviously the nords here have invaded from the north well northwest into morrowind and they were fought back by an alliance of the chimere and the dwemer and so here are your four are your five chieftains um you know and it goes in these were also known as tongues you actually find out a little bit about these uh in ESO, as well as I believe Skyrim has some of this information as well, if I remember correctly. Man, like the tongues are mentioned, like the first man and things like that, mm-hmm. but I don't remember the battle between Morrowind and the Nords being mentioned, but I might be wrong. Like, there's been a lot. Right, right. I mean, Yzmir is obviously mentioned everywhere. Yeah, Yzmir is. Now, it, it's just at this point, you know, I don't believe Yzmir fell at this point, but the idea was what Vivek was saying he was doing to Yzmir was he found a way to, I guess, turn the Thum back upon Yzmir, the Dragon of the North. Um, you know, the war... That's what I understand as well. And, I, you know, the entire, like, Morrowind thing, at least in Elder Scrolls Online... Uh, they all have this weird thing with sound tonars and vocal thing, like the Vemmer technology that uses sounds and things like that. Hmm. So I'm guessing maybe he did something like that with Soda. Maybe Soda Sil aided him with created some Vemmer technology to use the tomb against his I don't know. Right. Right. Sure. Um. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and of course, I mean, there is a little bit of, uh, I guess, uh, some of it, uh, I'm trying to think of how I want to phrase this. There is some thought as to whether or not, again, Vivek was, you know, being a little bit more artistic in this or not. Uh, oh, yeah, he is. There's no way they are beating Yuzma. Like, no. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, there's also, <laughs> I guess, how... how yeah, there, there's also a little bit of, uh, I guess, more of a sexual theme here with the idea of Barfolk, the Maid of the Plains, uh, with uh, some suggestive oh, yeah, thoughts. The, <laughs> the Milk Finger? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, it's a family-friendly show, but, I mean, yeah, anyone who's an adult would probably kind of know what's going on there. Yeah. So it kind of leads people to think one way or the other. But apparently that's how he handles Thooms. So, you know, it is what it is. Take it with whatever grain of salt that you that you want. So there you go. 36 Lessons of Vivek, Sermon 9. More of a historical accounting of the war with the Northmen. Um, but, 
of course, with anything Vivek writes, you got to take it with a little bit of salt because he tends to put his little bit of his poetic flourish on anything he writes. Because, of course, he's the one who wrote it, so therefore they're always shown in the best light. All right, Ark. Right. I think that's the end of our show, man. Pretty much. Yeah, I mean... I mean, considering that you are battling allergies and I'm half dead yeah (laughs) this is definitely going to be a shorter show uh this week but we wanted to get something out i know arc was sending me a message even before this we were actually not even going to do a show today uh because he was he had a bad migraine and um but thankfully he feels better now we figured we're going to try to get a show out just so that we have something for people and we really do hope you enjoyed it i know arc did awesome with his tales and i apologize my voice is really going so of course I wasn't able to really talk too much with my tales, but I really wanted to go over the 36 lessons. Uh, So we'll be back next week with Sermon 10. Uh, Of course, if you want to send us an email, head on over to DungeonCrawlerNetwork.com. There is a Contact Us on the top of the page. Click that. It gives you a little form to fill out, and that will automatically email us, so we will have email. So we really do appreciate the people who take the time to email in the show. That It definitely means a lot to us. We really appreciate it. And... um, yeah, we definitely hope that you continue to do that. So, Ark, do we have anything you want to say, uh, shout-outs, anything of that nature before we let everyone go? Well, shameless self-promotion. There you, you can go. follow me. Uh, yeah, I've been, I actually became a Twitch affiliate as well. Mm-hmm. And I've been streaming le- regularly over at twitch.tv slash Arkanir. Uh, I've been streaming variety of games, mostly Morrowind. I tried Outlast as well. It went well, but uh, it's stressful. Uh, so yeah if you enjoy that kind of thing gameplays and stuff like that you can come on and join me in doing so hang out in chat and hi other than that if you want to contact me the best way to do so is at arkanir at gmail.com you can follow me on twitter for everything else that i do in my real life or in games that's about it Okay. Yeah, guys, definitely check out Ark's stream. He's been doing a lot of streaming, even more than that we do, obviously. So check him out. Support him. Give him a follow. If if you're ever so moved, possibly throw that little sub button at him. That'd be awesome as well. Um, so, you know, definitely check that out. We Thank really <laughs> Ark is amazing. And, uh, I mean, uh, Ark is uh, he, at a time when the, the future of... Tales of Tamriel was very much in jeopardy. I mean, because at that point in time, I was one of the only ones here. Um, Ark stepped up and wanted to be part of the show. Uh, has been doing amazing. Has been committing all of, a lot of time and effort into the show with me. And it, it's I couldn't do the show without you, man. You are you are the best, and I really do appreciate it that you are. Thank you. You know, you know, never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down, man. I know. I know. <laughs> Um, so yeah, you can follow everything we do, dungeoncrawlernetwork.com, uh, follow us on our social media websites, facebook.com, uh, youtube.com, twitch.tv, uh, patreon.com slash dungeoncrawlernetwork, trying to figure out the easiest way to say that, and I think that seems to be the easiest way, because Dungeon Crawler Network is where we are, just put a slash in that, and you'll find us. Uh, of course, you can follow us on Twitter, at Tales of Tamriel, which is one of the best ways to find out when we go live, um, as well as when our episodes go live. I mean, following us on Twitch will give us when we go live here, but when our episodes go live, following at Tales of Damriel 
on Twitter. We'll definitely get you that information as well. Uh, thank you so much. We really appreciate everyone showing up, especially the live chat room day. You guys were amazing. Uh, keep it up, and we hope to see you in Tales of Tamriel, in, in Tamriel itself, on this show. Thank you so much. We will see you later, everybody. Have a good night. When Akatosh slew Lorcan, he ripped his heart right out. He hurled it across Tamriel, and the heart was heard to shout. Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men. Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the The laughing heart sprayed blood afar, a gout on seer it fell. And like a dart shot to its mark, down in an alien well. Magic effused the Lorcan blood to crystal red and strong. Then wild elves cut and polished it down to chimel at a ball. Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men. Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end. When elves lost Nern to men, Akatosh gave the stone. To Saint Alesh in token of her right to sit the throne. Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men. Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end. Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end.